Dreams Buddhist Books Podcast, episode 80. Uh, episode 79, if you're on the YouTube. By the way, if you are on the YouTube and this is your first time seeing me, click here instead. That will take you to the beginning of the TV Taka playlist. Better place to start. Start with episode one, and you can work your way up to episode... What did I say this was? 19. Yes. Um, did I say no? This is part 19 of the Tipitaka recitals on Edward Reeves Buddhist Books Podcast and overall episode 80 of Edward Reeves Buddhist Books Podcast. We are, uh, as I mentioned, in the middle of the Tripitaka, not the middle, toward the beginning, the Vinaya Pitaka, which means, correct, rules basket, the Sutta Vibhanga, which means rules analysis, right? And uh, last time, we had just started reading the Sangha di Sessa, which means, correct, formal meeting. Note that it has the word Sangha in it. <clears throat> so, uh, special thanks to the Politi... Special thanks to the Polytext Society. Yes, that's always fun. Um, for translating these... Uh, from the original Pali into Victorian British. And uh, let us hope that the Victorian British uh, Polytech Society will allow us to read <clears throat> Sangha di Sessa II in its entirety. For those of you who remember the last episode, they did not allow us to read Sangha di Sessa I in its entirety because it was unsuitable for a Western audience because they were talking about like a bunch of different like masturbation incidents um, involving muddy water and uh, hitting it with a stick and all kinds of fun stuff. I looked on the internet and as far as Google goes, um, I couldn't find an English translation of uh, Sangha di Sessa or the, uh, first, the first part of the formal meetings. Now, I know that in the near future, only maximum 40 or so will see this. Uh, but in the distant future, if you know of a proper translation of the Tripitaka or the Tipitaka that includes every word of Sangha di Sessa 1, please, please post a link to it in the comments below. And at that time, whether it's 2022 or 2032, I will do a special flashback episode where we will fill in the gaps that were left by I.B. Horner. <clears throat> in the meantime, special guest, Lord Buddha sitting under the Bodhi tree. He's already been introduced. And uh, is there anything else? Um... You, you might remember a couple episodes ago, uh, we were in Kerala. Feel free to check out the recent travels video I made of, um, yeah, of that trip to Kerala. All right. Formal meeting, Sangha di Sessa 2. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Savati, in the Jetta Grove, in Anathapindika's park. At that time, the venerable Udayin, is that the guy who gave um, Sayasaka the 
advice that got him into trouble? Yes, we're talking about Udayan, the same guy who gave the questionable advice to Sayasaka in part one. Okay. Uh, Yes, so the dwelling of the Venerable One, the Venerable Udayan. Usually when they say the Venerable One, they're talking about Lord Buddha, but we're talking about the Venerable Udayan. Who does this, if you remember. Anyway, uh, yes. So, it was beautiful to look upon. The inner chamber in the middle was entirely surrounded by the house. The couch and chair, the bolster and pillow, were well designed. The water used for drinking and that, was, and, and that used for washing were well placed. The cell was well swept. Many people came to look at the dwelling of the venerable Udayan, and a certain Brahmin, together with his wife, approached the venerable Udayan, and having approached the venerable Udayan, he said, quote, We want to see the dwelling of the good Udayan. End quote. Quote, Do look at it, Brahmin, end quote, he said. And taking the key, unfastening the bolt, and opening the door, he entered the dwelling. The Brahmin entered after the venerable Udayan, and the Brahmin lady entered behind the Brahmin. Then the venerable Udayan, opening some windows and closing others, going round about the inner room and coming up from behind, rubbed up against the Brahmin lady by limb. L-A-M-B. Okay. Then the Brahmin, having exchanged greetings with the venerable Udayan, went away. Then the Brahmin, who was pleased, burst out with a cry of pleasure. Quote, Superb are these recluses, sons of the Sakyans, who dwell in such a jungle. Superb is the reverend Udayan, who dwells in such a jungle. End quote. Having spoken thus, the Brahmin lady said to the Brahmin, quote, What is there superb about him? Even as you rubbed up against, my, against me limb by limb, so did this recluse Udayan rub up against me limb by limb, end quote. Then the Brahmin became annoyed, vexed, angry, and said, quote, These recluses, sons of the Sakyans, are shameless, of low morality, liars, and they pretend to be walking by Dhamma, walking by right, leading the Brahma life, speaking truth, virtuous, of good conduct. Among these there is no recluseship. Among these there is no Brahminhood. Perished is recluseship among these. Perished is Brahminhood among these. Where is recluseship among these? Where is Brahminhood among these? Fallen from recluseship are these. Fallen from Brahmahood are these. How can this recluse Udayan rub against my wife limb by limb? 
It is not possible to go to the park or dwelling with wives of respectable families, with daughters of respectable families, with girls of respectable families, with daughters-in-law of respectable families, with women slaves of respectable families. Bit of a contradiction in terms there. If wives of respectable families, daughters of respectable families, girls of respectable families, daughters-in-law of respectable families, women slaves of respectable families, should go to a park or dwelling, the recluses, sons of the Sakyans, may assault them. End quote. The monks heard this Brahmin as he was grumbling, murmuring, and became angry. Those who were modest monks became annoyed, vexed, angry, and said, quote, How can the Reverend Patabi Joyce come into excuse me? How can the Reverend Udayan come into bodily contact with womankind? Question mark, end quote. Then these monks told this matter to the Lord. Then the Lord, on this occasion, for this reason, causing the order of monks to be convened, asked the Reverend Udayan, quote, Is it true, as they say, Udayan, that you came into bodily contact with a woman? End quote. It is true, Lord, he said. Then the Enlightened One, the Lord, rebuked him, saying, quote, It is not right, foolish man. It is not becoming. It is not suitable. It is not fit in a recluse. It is not proper. It is not to be done. How can you, foolish man, come into bodily contact with a woman? Foolish man, is not Dhamma uttered by me in various ways for the sake of stilling passion and not for the sake of passion? Three dots. Declared the allaying of the flames of the pleasures of the senses, is it not, foolish man, for the benefit of unbelievers? Four dots. Thus, monks, this course of training should be set forth. Quote, Whatever monk, affected by desire, with perverted heart, should come into physical contact with a woman, holding her hand, or holding the braid of her hair, or rubbing up, rubbing against any one of or other of her limbs, this is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. Mr. Biden, sorry, excuse me, <clears throat> don't mean to be throwing names out there. Whatever means he who, on account of his relations, on account of his social standing, on account of his name, on account of his clan, on account of his morals, on account of his dwelling, on account of his field of activity, in parentheses, an elder or a novice or one of middle standing, this is called whatever. Thank you, Edward, from hundreds of pages ago. Monk means, 
He is a monk because he is a beggar for alms, a monk because he submits to wandering for alms, a monk because he is one who wears the patchwork cloth, a monk by the designation, parentheses of others, and parentheses, a monk on account of his knowledge, on account of his acknowledgement, a monk is called, quote, come monk, and parentheses. A monk is endowed with going to the three refugees. A monk is auspicious. A monk is the essential. A monk is a learner. A monk is an adept. A monk means one who is endowed with harmony for the order. The, with the resolution at which the motion is put three times and then followed by the decision with actions, parentheses, in accordance with Dhamma and the discipline, and parentheses. With steadfastness, with attributes of a man perfected. Whatever monk is endowed with harmony for the order, with the resolution at which the motion is put three times, and then followed by the decision with actions, parentheses, in accordance with Dhamma and the discipline, with steadfastness and the attributes of a man perfected, this one is a monk as understood in this meaning. Thank you, Edward, from hundreds of pages ago. Affected by desire means infatuated, full of desire, physically in love with. Perverted means the perverted heart is impassioned. The perverted heart is corrupt. The perverted heart is erring. And in this meaning, it is to be understood that the perverted heart is impassioned. Ah, some quotable quotes here. Put that on a little meme. The Buddha, Lord Buddha said, the perverted heart. Woman means a human woman. Not a female yaka. Not a female departed one. Not a female animal. Even a girl born on this very day. All the more an older one. How about... Uh, I think the taboo against uh, perverting, you know, t touching younger women in a perverted way should be greater than the older one, but eh, different times, I guess. Anyway, together means... Together. As I mentioned before, they weren't so good with definitions back then. Should come into physical contact means it is called a transgression. Okay. The hand means going from the tip of the nail as far as the elbow. The hand. This. The gauntlet. Hey, thank you. Oh, I love it. Oh, what a nice horn you have there, sir. Go out there and make some noise. Braid of hair means nothing but hair, or mixed with threads, or mixed with garlands, or mixed with gold coins, or mixed with gold, or mixed with pearls, or mixed with jewels. A limb, a limb, limb, I don't use that word very often, so I'm not sure how much the B should be. Anyway, a limb means 
Setting to one side a hand and a braid of hair, what remains is called a limb. All right. Rubbing, rubbing up against, rubbing downwards, rubbing upwards, bending down, raising up, drawing to, pushing back, holding back hard, taking hard hold of the grasp. The touch. Thus said the Buddha, send forth the means. No. Uh, rubbing is called merely rubbing. Rubbing up against is called moving from here and there. Rubbing downwards is called bringing down low. Rubbing upwards is called raising up high. Bending down is called lowering. Bending up is called raising up high. Drawing to is called pulling. Pushing back is called sending back. I believe the kids call it grinding these days. And by kids, I mean adults, of course. Anyway, holding back hard is called holding back having taken hold of a limb. Taking hard hold of is called taking hold together with someone. Grasp is called merely taken. Touch means merely contact. Offense entailing a formal meeting of the order means the order places him on probation on account of the offense. It sends him back to the beginning. It inflicts the manata discipline. It rehabilitates. It is not many people. It is not one man. Therefore, it is called an offense which, in the earlier as well as the later stages, requires, requires being in parentheses, a formal meeting of the order. Thank you, Edward, of two days ago. <clears throat> if there is a woman, and thinking her to be a woman, if the monk is infatuated and rubs the woman's body, with his body, rubs up against, rubs it downwards, rubs it upwards, bends it down, raises it up, draws it to, pushes it back, holds it back hard, takes hold of it hard, grasps it, touches it. There is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. If there is a woman, and being doubtful, if the monk is infatuated and rubs the woman's body with his body, rubs up against it, three dots, touches it, there is a grave offense. If there is a woman, and being doubtful, if the monk is infatuated and rubs the woman's body with his body, rubs up against it, touches it, there is a grave offense. So, so that's one level down from the formal meeting. So there must have been something in the dots which differentiates this action from the action that has just been made very clear is, uh, is you know, the formal meeting. Oh, the dots, the dots. Yeah, it's, it's sad, it's sad. Like now it's, it's become clear that, yeah, these guys aren't, 
very respectful of Buddhism. Not Buddhist, not respectful of Buddhism, kind of coming from a position of, oh, isn't this interesting that these primitive people believe this? I mean, that's the feeling I get from the way that the text is treated. But, but, it's all we've got. So, hopefully there'll be another um, edition, maybe. <clears throat> right. If there is a woman and thinking it to be a eunuch or an eunuch, because, you know, they're British, uh, if the monk is infatuated, three dots, grave offense, sidebar. So, yeah, for those who are new with English, a cat, an animal, a yak, but in England, at least in older England, I don't know about today, they would say an yak. So like that y sound. The, the, so we say A-E-I-O-U and sometimes Y are the vowels. Like a penny. Like that's, yeah. But you, I mean, it's like, okay. Yeah, it's like a consonant sometimes and it's a vowel sometimes, right? So E-U-N-U-C-H, eunuch. Maybe they pronounce it O-notch or something, um, in which case it would be an O-notch. But since being American, uh, I'm used to pronouncing it eunuch, uh, it naturally flows to say a eunuch, not an eunuch. An hospital, an hipster. When you leave out the H, then that, that makes sense. See, there was a German king. Never mind. Back to the... Uh, Back to uh, if there is a woman and thinking it to be a man, three dots, thinking it to be an animal. If the monk is infatuated, three dots, grave offense. Mm -hmm. If there is an eunuch and thinking it to be an eunuch, if the monk is infatuated and rubs the eunuch's body, three dots, touches it, three dots, grave offense. If there is an eunuch and being doubtful, three dots, thinking it to be a man, three dots, thinking it to be an animal, three dots, thinking it to be a woman, if the monk is infatuated and rubs the eunuch's body, three dots, touches it, there is an offense of wrongdoing. So, okay. It seems that if, if a monk rubs up against a woman, then it's a you know, entails a meeting of the order. But if he's not sure that it's a woman, but he rubs up against her anyway and it is a woman, it's just a grave offense. Um, if it's a woman and uh, he thinks it's a eunuch, then it's a grave offense. If it's a woman and he thinks it's a man and he rubs up against it, it's a grave offense. If there's a eunuch and he thinks it's a eunuch, it is a grave offense. If it's a eunuch and being doubtful, thinking it to be a man, and he rubs up against it in a perverted way, then it's just a wrongdoing. Hmm. Okay. If there is a man, and thinking it to be a man, dots, doubtful, dots, thinking it to be an animal, dots, thinking it to be a woman, dots, thinking it to be a eunuch, if the monk is infatuated and rubs the man's body, touches it, there is an offensive wrongdoing. So this is interesting. It is more of an offense for, let's put it in our modern 
terms, it is more of an offense for a heterosexual monk to rub up against a woman than it is for a homosexual or bisexual monk to rub up against a man. It's just a wrongdoing. But it was covered in, uh, in, in the, first, the first of these formal meetings. If semen is omitted, then they, they have to have a meeting. Hmm. So that's where the line is, eh? Interesting. Interesting. It's a wrongdoing. You know, you did wrong, but eh, it's not a grave offense. We don't have to have a meeting. It was just two monks rubbing up against each other. It happens. You guys are feeling frisky. A little different. A little different from what we're used to in uh, the old Bible. All right. Just my commentary. There's nothing, not really saying anything. I just found it interesting. If, for those who don't know in the Bible, a man who lays with another man as he would with a woman is to be stoned to death. Uh, now that's in the Old Testament or the Tanakh. And uh, followers of the Tanakh and followers of the Bible, generally speaking, 99.999% of people who revere those books don't take that literally. Point zero 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 one do, but hopefully, hopefully, I'm my estimation of those percentages are accurate. Uh, but then there is a, a larger percentage that's like, well, God didn't like it, so I don't want my son doing that. And then the son has to leave Alabama and move to San Francisco or Santa Monica or one of these places that are more tolerant of uh, lifestyles. Okay. If there is an animal, and thinking it to be an animal, three dots, doubtful, three dots, thinking it to be a woman, three dots, thinking it to be an eunuch, three dots, thinking it to be a man, if the monk is infatuated and rubs the animal's body, he touches it, there's an offense of wrongdoing. Okay, so maybe we're just talking about this. We're just talking about this. We're not talking about the stuff from, uh, from the first the first part of the formal meetings. We're not touching it with that. We're touching it with other things. Touching shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow, hand to hair. It's a wrongdoing if you're doing it in a, in a lustful way. But if you're doing it with your penis, then it's a violation of the first, you know, it's a grave offense until the emission, and then, then there needs to be a formal meeting. Are we clear? All right. Now, this is for monks in the original Sangha 2,600 years ago, just to be clear. These rules don't necessarily apply to you if you want to walk in the Buddhist light. There, I think uh, some of these things, you know, Mahayana, the, I, as far as I know, has more of an emphasis on um, making the path available to the householder or to the masses, the lay people, where where the, these texts are more focused on the monks, that these are the rules for the monks. Mahayana has monks, but, um, and I think they study and uh, probably abide by a lot of these uh, rules. But um, yeah, so if you're a lay person like me, some people because of the outfit assume I'm a monk, which I'm not. Um, I just wear this when I'm reading scriptures. All right. Where were we? Yes, there was an offensive wrongdoing. Beginning with one. If there are two women 
and thinking the two women to be women, if the monk is infatuated and rubs the women's bodies, three dots, touches them, there is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. If there are two women, and being doubtful whether they are two women, dots, thinking them to be men, dots, to be eunuchs, dots, to be animals, if the monk is infatuated and rubs with his body the bodies of these two women, dots, touches them, there are two grave offenses. So we'll find out what the grave offense means in the next section. We've got, I think, 13 of these formal meeting rules before we get to that. This being the second. Right. Okay. Oh, right. So, okay, okay. Continuing. If there are two eunuchs, and thinking the eunuchs to be two eunuchs, if the monk is infatuated and rubs their bodies, dots, touches them, uh, there are two grave offenses. If there are two eunuchs, and being doubtful of their being eunuchs, dots, thinking them to be men, dots, to be animals, dots, to be women, if the monk is infatuated and rubs the bodies of the eunuchs, dots, touches them. There are two offenses of wrongdoing. So if it's a eunuch, but he thinks it's a woman, it's just a wrongdoing. If it's a eunuch and he knows it's a eunuch, it's a grave offense. If it's a eunuch and he thinks it's a man, it's just a wrongdoing. I don't, I don't uh, understand the logic, but that's what it says. So we'll continue reading. So the, the, the offenses seems to go like, if you rub up against a woman, that's a big deal, not okay. If you rub up against a eunuch, it's a pretty big deal. And if you rub up against a man or an animal, ah, you kids. So that's, that's how it goes. Wrongdoing. We'll get probably to the wrongdoing after the grave offenses. All right. Um, if there are two men, I'm thinking the two men to be men, if the monk is infatuated and rubs the two men with his body, dots, touches them, there are two offenses of wrongdoing. It's a wrongdoing. If there are two men and being doubtful of their being men, dots, thinking them to be animals, dots, thinking to be women, dots, to be eunuchs, if the monk is infatuated and rubs the two men with his body, dots, touches them, there are two offenses of wrongdoing. They're men, he thinks they're women. It's just a wrongdoing. It's, maybe it's, it, it seems to be, I mean, up to a point. I think the, the, the concern from the very beginning of uh, the first parajika seems to be the danger of having a child and then having something that will keep you from being focused on being a monk. So, I mean, that's the only way I can wrap my mind around uh, touching a, a girl in a perverted way being less of an offense than touching a grown woman in a perverted way because it's more likely that you that won't lead to marrying a child I don't know I'm just I'm not saying it's right or good I'm just trying to analyze it uh, what what the reasoning is um, and then if you're touching a man it's kind of like whatever you know it's it's not going to lead you to having a child and therefore being like heavily heavily distracted from being a monk at, at, at worst, it'll lead to just like a weird infatuation that keeps you distracted for a while, and then you can get back on the path. So it's less of an offense, even if you thought it was a woman. Okay.
Beep. Um, if there are two animals, and thinking the two animals to be animals, dots, doubtful dots, thinking them to be women, dots, to be eunuchs, dots, to be men, if the monk is infatuated and rubs the two animals with his body, there are two offenses of wrongdoing. So if someone's a little too into petting the cat, petting it a little too much back by the tail, then uh, it's a wrongdoing. All right. If there are a woman and a eunuch and thinking both to be women, if the monk is infatuated and rubs with his body, dots, touches them, there is an offense of wrongdoing together with an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. Which is odd, because if there were two eunuchs and he thought both of them were women, there are two grave offenses. But if there's one woman and one eunuch, and he thinks they're both women, there is a wrongdoing, less than a grave offense, and a formal meeting. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things like you can't be tried twice for the same crime. Or, I don't know. I'll just keep reading. If there are a woman and a eunuch, and thinking both to be eunuchs, the monk is infatuated... Dots, there are two grave offenses. If there are a woman and a eunuch, I'm thinking both to be eunuchs. Uh, I thought that I didn't know it was a woman. So if, you, if it's a woman and you know it's a woman, formal meeting. If it's a woman but you think it's a eunuch, eh, okay, it's a grave offense. Still a big deal, but not as big of a deal. All right. If there are a woman and a eunuch and thinking both to be men, if the monk is infatuated, dots, there is a grave offense of wrongdoing together with... There, or there is an offense of wrongdoing together with a grave offense. Okay. If there are a woman and a eunuch and thinking both to be animals, the monk is infatuated, dots, there is an offense of wrongdoing together with a grave offense. If there are a woman and a man, and thinking both to be women, the monk is infatuated, dots. There is an offense of wrongdoing together with an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. If there are a woman and a man, and being doubtful of both, dots, thinking them to be eunuchs, dots to be men, dots to be animals, if the monk is infatuated, dots, there is an, there is an offense of wrongdoing together with a grave offense. Thank you. If there are a woman and an animal, and thinking both to be women, if the monk is infatuated, dots, there is an offense of wrongdoing together with an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. Okay, right. One's a woman, he knows it's a woman. There he thinks it's a woman, and he rubs up against her, so there's a formal meeting. Right. And a wrongdoing, because the animal... So if he's... If there are a woman and a eunuch, and being doubtful of both, dots, thinking them to be eunuchs, dots, to be men, dots, to be animals, if the monk is infatuated, dots, there is an offense of wrongdoing together with a grave offense, on account of that one of them was a woman. But he didn't know it was a woman, so it's not, doesn't require a formal meeting. Okay? If there are a, an eunuch and a man, and being doubtful of both, thinking them to be men, to be animals, to be women... If the monk is infatuated, dots, there are two offenses of wrongdoing. Like a misdemeanor, kind of. If 
there are a eunuch and an animal, and thinking both are eunuchs, if the monk is infatuated, three dots, there is an offense of wrongdoing together with a grave offense. If there are an eunuch and an animal, and being doubtful of both, dots, thinking them to be men, dots, to be animals, dots, to be women, if the monk is infatuated, dots, there are two offenses of wrongdoing. If there are a man and an animal, and being doubtful of both, dots, thinking them to be animals, dots, to be women, dots, to be eunuchs, if the monk is infatuated, dots, there are two offenses of wrongdoing. Beginning with two. I think when it says beginning with one and now beginning with two, that's, that, that means like we just read the section called beginning with two. They put the title at the end. All right. We're used to titles at the beginning. But remember back when they used to put the credits, the starring at the beginning of the show, starring this person. This. I guess some shows still do that, but a lot of shows just sort of jump in now. If there is a woman, and thinking it to be a woman, if the monk is infatuated and rubs with his body the woman's article of dress, parentheses, worn on the body, and parentheses, dots, touches it, there is a grave offense. If there are two women, and thinking the two women to be women, he's got bars, if the monk is infatuated and rubs his body, rubs with his body an article of dress belonging to the two women dots touches it there are two grave offenses if there are a woman and a eunuch thinking that both are women if the monk is infatuated and rubs an article of dress with his body dots touches them there is an offensive wrongdoing together with a grave offense one of them's a woman and the other... Oh, okay, it's a grave offense. Yes, okay. So one of them's a woman. He knows it's a woman. He does something, touches touches her clothes, presumably while she's not wearing them. I mean, you know, he sees them on the hanger or whatever. Grave offense. Uh, one of them belonged to a eunuch, but he thought it was a woman. It's a wrongdoing. Because even though he thought it was a woman, it's not. It's a eunuch. It's a man who had his cut off. In old times, that was a thing. We're not talking about today times. We're talking about 2,600 years ago, just to be clear. <sighs> All right. Um, where were we? If there is a woman thinking it to be a woman, if he is infatuated and he rubs uh, his body with the woman's article of dress, touches it, there is a grave offense. If there are two women, three dots, there are two grave offenses. Right, presuming that he touched their clothes. If there is a woman and a eunuch, dots, there is an offense of wrongdoing together with a grave offense. I think we already covered that, didn't we? If there is a woman thinking it to be a woman, if the monk is infatuated and rubs his article of dress with the woman's article of dress, three dots, touches it, there is an offense of wrongdoing. Well, that's interesting. Anybody, anybody here ever uh, rubbed their clothes onto the clothes of someone else that they liked? If you were a monk under Lord Buddha, that would have been a wrongdoing misdemeanor. If there are two women, three dots, there are two offenses of wrongdoing, presumably about touching their clothes with your clothes. 
if there are a woman and a eunuch, there are two offenses of wrongdoing because there's nothing below a wrongdoing. So I think it's just, it's like a glass floor situation with the rubbing the clothes with the clothes. Next, <clears throat> if there are two women and thinking that the two women are women, if the monk is infatuated and rubs the bodies of the two women with something that may be thrown aside, in parentheses, uh, maybe thrown. They say here, uh, oh, throw it. That means throw it away. So something that may be thrown. There are two offenses of wrongdoing. If there are a woman and a eunuch and thinking both are women, the monk is infatuated and rubs the body of each with something that may be thrown aside. There are two offenses of wrongdoing. Okay, so like a feather. If you tickle someone with a feather because you're perverted in your heart, then... That's a wrongdoing if you're a monk under Lord Buddha, if you're a Theravadan monk, if you will. If there are two women, and thinking that the two women are women, um, if the monk is infatuated and rubs an article of dress belonging to the two women with something that may be thrown aside, there are two offenses of wrongdoing. If there are a woman and a eunuch, three dots, there are two offenses of wrongdoing. If there is a woman, and thinking it to be a woman, if the monk is infatuated and rubs something he has thrown aside with something of the woman's which may be thrown aside, there's an offense of wrongdoing. So I think this is a case of, since there's nothing below a wrongdoing, these are all wrongdoings. These are all the bottom rung of no-nos. So she threw out a, a Q-tip, and you go touch it with your Q-tip. It's... It's weird, dude. Like, you know, it's a wrongdoing if you're a monk, right? If there are two women, dots, there are two offenses of wrongdoing. If there are a woman and a eunuch, dots, there are two offenses of wrongdoing. Told is the monk repetition. Repetition? Is that something they repeat? Is that what the, they're saying? Like, oh, no, 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 no. They're probably doing Vajrayana. But that's interesting. They repeat this. They repeat Repeat stuff, repeat stuff, right? Um, I'm assuming that if you touch an article that has been thrown away by a man with an article of yours, or if you touch a man's clothes and you're infatuated with the man, that's not a wrongdoing because he didn't mention it. All right. Should we, uh, should we close here or should we try to finish? Um, why not? Let's finish part two. If there is a woman, and thinking it to be a woman, if the monk is infatuated and rubs the body of the monk with her body. Let me start at the beginning. If there is a woman, and thinking it to be a woman, if the monk is infatuated and the woman rubs the body of the monk with her body, rubs against it, Rubs it downwards, rubs it upwards, bends it down. Hey, don't touch yourself, monk. Eh, I see you. Anyway, let's continue with the reading. Raises it up. All right. Draws it to her, pushes it back, holds it back hard, takes hard hold of it, grasps it, touches it. Tremulous and tender. I added that part. That's not in the text. That's Phantom of the Opera. Um, if desiring cohabitation, he exerts his body 
and recognizes the contact. There is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. I, from the way Parajika went, I think if she's doing that and he's like, oh, please stop that. Stop. No, no, no. And it doesn't like acknowledge the contact, right? And think about cohabitating with her. He's just like, mm, stop. No. Then there's no offense. He'll probably cover that, but that'd be my guess. Right. If there are two women and thinking them to be women, if the monk is infatuated and the women rub three dots, Ivy Horner, what, what, that, now of all times to put in dots, and recognizes the contact, there is an offense entailing two formal meetings of the order. I mean, really? You're going to have two meetings? You're going to call all the monks together and say, did you touch Sally? Yes, I touched Sally. Okay, you're, you're back to the beginning, Mr. Monk. And everybody, he touched Sally. Okay, see you tomorrow. We're going to have another formal meeting. He also touched Sally's sister. Really? Two formal meetings. All right. Maybe it's just like that's like on your record. You Two, two uh, like armed... Um, Felonies or something like high felonies, two high felonies. Right. Okay. If there are two women, wait, we read that already. Right. If there are a woman and a eunuch, and thinking both to be women, if the monk is infatuated, and if both rub dots and recognizes the contact, there is an offense of wrongdoing together with an offense of a formal meeting of the order. Right? Because the eunuch, wrongdoing. If it had just been the eunuch, it probably would have been a grave offense. But since it's the woman and the eunuch, then you get the formal meeting. So the grave offense is reduced to a misdemeanor. Okay. If there is a woman, and thinking it to be a woman, if the monk is infatuated and the woman rubs her body, uh, the monk's article of clothing rubs with her body, the monk's article of clothing. Dots, there is a grave offense. I assume that in the dots is the monk like sees her rubbing his clothes over there on the table and like is like, oh, she's rubbing my clothes. Then there's a grave offense. But if he's like, don't, don't rub my clothes, that's weird. Then, yes. Mm -hmm. If there are a woman and a eunuch, dots, there is an offense of wrongdoing together with a grave offense. If there is a woman and thinking it to be a woman, if the monk is infatuated, the woman rubs the monk's body with her article of dress. Three dots. It's a grave offense. If there are two women, uh, three dots, there are two grave offenses. If there are a woman and a eunuch, three dots, there is an offense of wrongdoing together with a grave offense. It's interesting, though, that, I mean, though the perversion in the heart is, like, uh, discouraged, and they try to work on that, and that's whole, kind of the whole, one of the whole main points of, of the Buddhist teaching, it seems, at this period in history. Um, it's not like a wrongdoing. It's it's the thing that you're struggling with. So if it comes up in a dream and you act it out in a dream, it's like, okay, it was a dream. And if you act on it, if you do something, if you go touch something, you know, with that intention, then it's one of the levels of bad, you know, one of the levels of wrongdoing from formal meeting, grave offense, wrongdoing. Those are the three levels. Oh, getting kicked out at the top. Remember? All right. Um, so if there is a woman thinking it to be a woman, yeah, we covered that. If there are two women, there are two grave offenses, and they both rub 
the monk with articles of their clothing. Um, if there are a woman and a eunuch, three dots, there is an offense of wrongdoing together with a grave offense if they're both rubbing the monk with articles of their clothing. If there is a woman, and thinking it to be a woman, if the monk is infatuated and the woman rubs the monk's article of dress with her article of dress, there is an offense of wrongdoing. All right? If the monk is infatuated and... Right. So if the monk is, like, just meditating and sees, like, hey, what are you doing? Get it. Get out of my bihara, then no, no problem. If there are two women, dots, there are two offenses of wrongdoing, probably for the same thing, touching his clothes with their clothes. If there are a woman and a eunuch, three dots, there are two offenses of wrongdoing because you can't go below a wrongdoing. That's the mathematics of this. Right. If there is a woman, and thinking it to be a woman, if the monk is infatuated and the woman rubs the monk's body with something that may be thrown aside... If desiring cohabitation, he exerts his body and recognizes the contact, there is an offense of wrongdoing. So she touches him with a feather, and he's like, <laughs> then that's a wrongdoing. If he's like, hey, hey, stop that, and he has no infatuation in his heart, then there's no problem. If there are two women, dots, there are two offenses of wrongdoing, both with feathers, right? If there are a one or whatever, a stick, I don't know. Uh, if there are a woman and a eunuch, dots, there are two offenses of wrongdoing. Something other than their clothing that they wear on their bodies. It's like just a thing. It's like a leaf. If there is a woman and thinking it to be a woman, <clears throat> if the monk is infatuated and the woman rubs the monk's article of dress with something that may be thrown aside, three dots, and he recognizes the contact, there is an offense of wrongdoing because you can't go below a wrongdoing. If there are two women, dots, there are two offenses of wrongdoing. If there are a woman and a eunuch, there are two offenses of wrongdoing. If there is a woman, and thinking it to be a woman, if the monk is infatuated and the woman rubs with something that may be thrown, something of the monks that may be thrown, if desiring cohabitation, he exerts his body but does not recognize the contact, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If there are two women, dots, there are two offenses of wrongdoing. If there are a woman and a eunuch, there are two offenses of wrongdoing. If desiring cohabitation, he makes bodily exertion and recognizes the contact, there is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. Uh, I feel like something was left out there. If desiring cohabitation, he makes bodily exertion and recognizes the... Oh, okay, so if it's not just an infatuation, if he's actually thinking about, I want to live with this woman and, like, have babies, and then he, she touches his leaf with her leaf, they need to have a formal meeting. Okay. Um, right. If desiring cohabitation, he makes bodily exertion but does not recognize the contact, there is an offense of wrongdoing. Okay, so if he recognizes the contact and desires cohabitation, formal meeting. If he desires cohabitation but doesn't recognize the contact, it's a wrongdoing. Ah, so if in your, in your secret heart you kind of are like thinking about wouldn't it be nice to not be a monk anymore and live the family life with this woman and then she touches your leaf with her leaf and you're like hey that that's not appropriate no 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 
then it's a wrongdoing. But if you're like, <laughs> you've touched my leaf with your leaf. Formal meeting, buddy. Okay. Makes sense, right? So it's kind of like there's different, there's like a 4D grid thing happening as far as what's in your heart, what your intention is, what your feeling is, how you respond to the action and what the action is and who the action is with. So if it's a woman, eunuch, man, animal, if it's desire for cohabitation or infatuation or no infatuation, then there's no offense, right? Um, and then acknowledging the contact, responding to it, uh, not acknowledging the contact. So all of these factors go into this 3D grid XYZ, right? Okay, um, makes sense so far, except for some of it. But, uh, you know, looking, th looking through the eyes of today, where people think of, um, you know, child marriage and, uh, and things like that as like a terrible, terrible thing. Um, some of this is kind of odd, but uh, apparently back then it was like, oh, well, you touched a little girl, but she was just a little girl, unless she died, and then that was a formal meeting, right? Different times, different times. Okay, but they're going into these details. In the Bible, you don't even find them going into so much specific detail. They just sort of generally say, if you lay with a horse as you do with a woman, then you should be killed. This is like, yeah, if you lay with a horse... I mean, what do you mean laid with? What did you do while you were laying? If you were just kind of snuggling the horse, it's a wrongdoing. If you put it in, you're kicked out of the... If you're kicked out of being a monk. Right? Okay. But Jesus didn't really have monks back then. That was something that came later, probably imitating the Buddhists or, or something. Anyway, yes, I don't know what I'm talking about, just so you know. I'm just, just saying stuff. Just saying stuff. It's a podcast after all, right? Um, yes. So, if desiring cohabitation, he does not make bodily exertion, but recognizes contact, there is no offense. Ah, so he's thinking about her, and he feels like there's a connection, but nobody's touching anybody's leaf with anybody else's leaf. No offense. All right, all right. So, good. Okay. If desiring cohabitation, he does not make bodily exertion nor recognize the contact. There is no offense. She touches his leaf with her leaf, but he's like, mm, no offense. Okay. If desiring emission, he exerts his body and recognizes contact, there is no offense. What? If desiring emission, he exerts the body but does not recognize the contact, there is no offense. If desiring emission, he does not exert the body, but recognizes contact, there is no offense. Um, if desiring emission, uh, he does not exert the body and does not recognize contact, there is no offense. I'm a little confused about this part, but it seems like desiring cohabitation is here, infatuation is here, and just desiring emission, like having that animal urge to expel stuff, right? Being Victorian British, we don't like to say these things. Uh, there is no offense. Um, if it is not on purpose, not intentional, not knowing, not agreeing, if he is mad, unhinged, in pain, or a beginner, the four loopholes. 
Um, okay, so if you bump into a woman, you're like, oh, did I? Is this a matter entailing this and that? No. Mother, daughter, and sister, wife and female yaka, eunuch, asleep, dead, an animal, about a wooden doll, pressing up to a bridge, a road, a tree, and a boat, and a cord. A stick. He disclosed the bowl. In salutation, he exerted himself but did not touch. All right. I wonder how much of this will be allowed to read. Now, at that time, a certain monk stroked a mother for the sake of a mother's affection. Dots. A daughter for the sake of a daughter's affection. Dots. A sister for the sake of a sister's affection. He was remorseful and said, What now if I have fallen into an offense involving a formal meeting of the order? He told this matter to the Lord. He said, Monk, this is not an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. It is an offense of wrongdoing. So it's not sexual. He, he touched his mom's hair, hoping for a motherly affection from his mother. He touched his daughter's hair, hoping for daughterly affection from his daughter, same with his sister. It's a wrongdoing. You're a monk. Okay. That's the, that's the sort of thing, you know, if you were here for the Dhammapada reading, it was talking about the difference between compassion and love. It was saying, don't love, have compassion. So I think touching and snuggling and this kind of thing, even in a familial way, uh, falls under that heading, at least for the monks, at least for the, the Buddha's view of the path to nirvana, the path to enlightenment. Snuggling, caressing leads to rebirth and samsara, or leads to being shackled in uh, the mortal nature, which, I mean, I can see how, yeah, you don't, like, it's easier, having been in my life, having been single, and having been, you know, right now, married, happily, um, when I was single, the idea of death, or the death of others, didn't affect me all that much. But it does affect me. Um, I don't like the idea that one day, you know, one of us will pass away. And uh, kind of like, you know, every once in a while, not every day, not every week, but every once in a while, it's kind of like, which one of us first, you know? And that's, it's a sad thought. And it's something that keeps you from just being your eternal self that's an unlimited being. It keeps you in your body. It keeps you kind of dependent on this mortal flesh to feel uh, safe and secure, right? I mean, I, I'm speaking kind of like, I, unrehearsed, you know, just kind of my, my raw thoughts about that. So I can understand why these rules exist, even though they seem heartless. Like if you were, if you were judging something, you know, based on, you know, like, well, this is heartless. It's like, well... If by heart you mean, you know, that part of you that wants to snuggle, then yes, it is that list. But if by heart you mean compassion for other beings 
and their welfare and their happiness and their ultimate happiness. No, it's not heartless at all. That's my my opinion, my commentary. Okay. Um, right. Where were we? Now at this time, a certain monk came into physical contact with his formal wife. He was remorseful. Dots. You, monk, have fallen into an offense regarding a formal meeting of the order. So he, he, he must have... Oh, yes, he touched her... Right. So it's a wrongdoing if it's with your mother or your daughter or your sister and you just want affection from your family. It's a wrongdoing. If it's your former wife, we need to talk. We need to get everybody together and be like, hey, Larry, Monk Larry met his former wife and touched her hair like, oh, I miss you. We need to get all the monks together and talk about this. And you're back to square one, buddy. So that's, that's where that, that makes sense, right? makes sense given the whole entire context of what we're talking about. I'm not saying it makes sense for you in your life. Right? I hope that people aren't like listening to this and applying, okay, I will never masturbate again. No, no, by all means, keep keep doing that. This isn't new rules for you. I, I mean, I don't mean to... Take it as you will. Take it as you choose. But my advice, if you want it, would be, you know... It's interesting. It's interesting to kind of learn this and learn this context and learn what what the Buddha's rules were for his monks. But if you're not a monk, then you don't need to follow these rules. Obviously, don't kill people. There's some of these rules that should apply to all humans, right? But but if you'd like, I mean, if you really feel called to follow these rules absolutely, then I don't think there's anything wrong with these rules. I mean... You know, don't do any wrongdoings either. So, like, if it says it's okay to touch a lady, you know, a young lady, but not an older lady, don't, don't do either. Don't do either one. But it's interesting that it's like sort of like, yeah, it's a wrongdoing if it's a man, but it's a grave offense with a woman. You know, like, if you want to be passionless in the sense of you want to be free of the worldly sort of animal nature, and you feel called to this path. If it's, if it's a freeing and not a restricting. Because the restricting thing is what leads to molestings in the Catholic Church, for instance, in my opinion. Um, when, when you force yourself, I want to masturbate, but I'm not going to. I want to do this. I want to marry a woman, but I'm not going to. I'm supposed to be a monk because my mom told me when I was 12 years old, you're going to be a monk. I mean, that seems like... If it's not handled right, if it's not from the from the heart of the individual, I don't know. I mean, there's many stories of. I don't hear a lot of uh, cases of monks molesting people, but I hope it doesn't happen. But I mean, in present day, but there are a lot of monks who become monks when they're twelve. Usually, if they're the second or third son, uh, the first son is going to be the one to inherit the wealth. So. The second and third one, it's kind of like, okay, you go be a monk so that the family can can um, brag about the fact that our son is a monk and also we won't have to feed you or take care of you, you know, that kind of thing. Um, speaking a little bit cynically, but practically. All right, am I talking too much in this one? I hope not. I mean, I'm talking less than I've talked in other ones, but it's about the text. <sighs> I'm determined to finish this, so let's get through it. We've got... Two more pages. 
Now, at one time, a certain monk uh, came into con physical contact with his former wife. Right. Um, he was remorseful, formal meaning. Now, at that time, a certain monk came into physical contact with a female yaka. Can you remind me what a yaka is? It's a demon, right? Dots with a eunuch. He was remorseful. Monk, is a, it is not an offense invo involving a formal meeting of the order. It is a grave offense. So he touched the demon and liked it and acknowledged it. It's a grave offense. It doesn't mean formal meeting. You can't have babies with a demon unless you're in the, uh, not the Tanakh, but the, uh, the Talmud. Where, where the Lilith and all that? Anyway, um, now at one time, a certain monk came into physical contact with a sleeping woman. He was remorseful. Monk, you have fallen into an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. I think because you can still have babies with a sleeping woman, right? At one time, a certain monk came into physical contact with a dead woman. He was remorseful. Monk, it is not an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. It is a grave offense, right? Because it's not good for the monk, but you can't have babies with a dead woman, maybe? All right, anyway, uh, so it's not a formal meeting. It is a grave offense. It's a felony, but not a high felony. Now, at one time, a certain monk came into physical contact with like, treason is the one, is the parajika, where you get thrown out. A uh, certain monk came into physical contact with a female animal. So this is starting to help clarify why they, the uh, when you're messing around with a severed head but you don't touch its mouth, that it's a uh, a grave offense, but not you don't get kicked out. But the man who inserted his organ into the mouth of the severed head, he got kicked out. All right. Um, now, at one time, a certain monk came into physical contact with a female animal. Three dots monk is, is not an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. It is an offense of wrongdoing. So, dead woman, grave offense, living animal, wrongdoing. Just touching it, just, right? Um, now, at one time, a certain monk came into physical contact with a wooden doll. Dots. Quote, dots. I think Ivy Horner was a little bit like, oh, let's just move along, dots, dots. An offense of wrongdoing. So you touch the doll with infatuation in your heart, maybe wanting to cohabitate with the wooden doll, with a perverted heart, just petting the doll with your hand or your elbow or any place except for your male organ. Uh, it's a wrongdoing. Okay, now at one time, many women pressing up to a certain monk led him about arm in arm. Hello. Hello. Thank you, Monty Python. Uh, he was remorseful. Did you consent, monk? I did not consent, lord. It is not an offense, monk, as you did not consent, Sir Galahad. Well, toward the end, he was like, let me have a bit of peril. Uh, now, at one time, a certain monk, being infatuated, shook the bridge upon which a woman had ascended. He was remorseful, an offense of wrongdoing. Isn't that some, that's the kind of thing like an eight-year-old would do. Like, if a woman's like on a chain bridge and he likes her, and he's like, <laughs> it's a wrongdoing. Don't do that. All right. 
Now at one time a certain monk, seeing a woman whom he met on the day, was infatuated and gave her a blow on the shoulder. Is that a, probably a, I don't think they would have said a blow in Victorian England. Like a, uh, he was remorseful. Formal meeting of the order. Oh, maybe he did touch her. Or you're not supposed to go. Notice I'm not blowing on the microphone. I'm a little bit cognizant of how that comes across, if you will. Now, at one time, a certain monk, being infatuated, shook the tree up which a woman had climbed, three dots, the boat in which a woman had embarked. He was remorseful, offensive wrongdoing. Now, at one time, a certain monk, being infatuated, pulled a cord of which a woman held the other end. He was remorseful, a grave offense. He said, now at one time a certain monk, being infatuated, pulled a stick of which the woman held the other end. He was remorseful, a grave offense. All right. Now at one time a certain monk, being infatuated, greeted a woman with his bowl. He was remorseful, a grave offense. Greeted a woman with his bowl. Footnote, please. Um, yes, above this appears as Hatam Panamesi, which uncovered or disclosed the bull. Right. Uh, he presents the bull with his right hand. He, oh, so he like offered her his bull or gave her his bull. Okay. Um, now at one time, uh, a certain monk infatuated by a woman who made reverence raised his foot. He was remorseful. A formal meeting of the order because she touched him. He was infatuated and in the dots, presumably, he acknowledged the contact or whatever. Now, at one time, a certain monk saying, I will take a woman, uh, exerted himself but did not touch one. He was remorseful. Dots. An offensive wrongdoing. Okay, so if you have the the if you have it in your heart and you almost are going to do it or you're you set out to go do break one of these rules but you end up not breaking the rule that's a wrongdoing even if you don't complete whatever act that was going to be i will take a woman in his heart okay told is the second offense entailing a formal meeting of the order Thank you, Lord Buddha, for all the work that you put into establishing the path. And I look forward to learning more about the rules, but even more, I look forward to finishing with the rules and getting to the second basket in which I get to learn the teachings. Don't you? For those of you who are in this for the long haul, who watched all of this, Blessings to you and thank you. And if you haven't already, and if you don't mind, it helps. Um, that way, the YouTube algorithm will recommend this to more people. And uh, I'll get to see the number of subscribers go up, and I'll get a little ooh feeling. You want me to have a little ooh feeling, right? That's a wrongdoing. For you to want me to feel that, and for me to feel that, I have a feeling is a wrongdoing in these, um, these old rules. 
All right, thank you for going on this ride with me. Today was all right, I think. A bit long, but nothing too uh, traumatizing or horrifying or frustrating. The dots were reasonable this time. There was nothing completely cut out. So we'll go ahead and close, shall we? To the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Until next time.